Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. Welcome to the Radically Embody Love podcast with myself, Jessica Falcon and Nasreen Barbic. We are so excited to be hosting a special guest today, Jen Moans, to talk about embodied wealth, prosperity, consciousness, trust. I'm really excited about hearing her share her wisdom. So open your hearts, drop into your bodies, get ready to receive what's coming forth. One of the reasons that I'm really excited about this conversation is because Jen and I share a passion for embodiment, really living and breathing and experiencing and tasting the soul and love and how that relates to prosperity, how that relates to wealth, and why trust is an essential component. So Jen, I'm gonna pass it over to you, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about who you are and your passion. Thank you, thank you for that beautiful introduction. I I just noticed there was a couple of words that you said that I was like, oh yes, we get to do this. This wisdom, the embodiment, the soul, the prosperity. I loved all those words that you shared. So thank you to everyone who's listening. I'm Jen Mons. I'm a mentor for high achieving purpose-driven women, helping them to redefine well-being and wealth. And I do that by creating more clarity, confidence, freedom, ease, and flow, or I should say we do that together by allowing more of those energies into our life and letting go of the overwhelm, the hustle, the scarcity, the lack of trust, which is what we're here to talk about today. Thank you, Jen, and welcome. So as a former engineer myself, I know how I was left brain and erratic and far from intuition, energy, and connection in a different way. So I'm curious, how did you make that transformation in your own life and then now being a mentor and teaching it? I love how, you know, the universe and source just brings people together. Like I'm, I'm, I can feel that I'm in such great company of like-minded women. And I appreciate that you asked that question from also being an engineer yourself So I graduated from a military service academy with two degrees, a Coast Guard license in the Merchant Marines, actually two Coast Guard licenses, and as a Naval Reservist. So already you can see a high-performing, very masculine person. I feel like that was nine lives ago. And I, I won't go too much into that story, but what I know now is that I made those decisions from an unhealthy place. In my life, in my younger years, there was a part of me that wanted to prove myself as a woman that I could do it all. And the interesting thing is, is that I had the belief that I could do everything a man could do. And 
and I could have a baby. Well, when I became a mother, when I was working corporate and became pregnant for the first time in 2005, I had a near-death experience with the birth of my first daughter, actually literally had an out-of-body experience. I had pregnancy-induced liver failure and was in the hospital for a month. My child was in the hospital for a month. And so my body gave up, it broke down. And knowing what I know now, I look at that health crisis as a soul upgrade. That's what I like to call those experiences is it's a soul upgrade. It's a wake up call that I was living out of alignment with my true self. And when I look at why I became an engineer, well, I was good at math, so that was easy. But I can remember my my dad telling me, you should be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. You want to have a good job that pays you well, and these are the jobs that pay you well. And I share that because our conversation today is really about leaning into that trust. And one of those areas that I was invited to lean into trust several times on my journey is that I can do what I love and be paid well. I don't have to do the thing that our culture, our society says I have to do to bring in that income. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really love that. I can resonate with so much of what you shared because even though I don't have the same engineer mind, the two of you do, I was a lawyer for seven years and so also existed in that very male-oriented paradigm. And partly, even though I loved many aspects of what I did, particularly for justice, I also adopted a very masculine mindset because I thought that was essential for success. And we're told in the society that in order to make money, in order to quote succeed, we have to do things X, Y, Z. This is the way, as you said, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. These are the quote paths that will quote, get you what you want without going into the soul and asking what the soul wants. So your journey, I'd love to hear more about how you started to tap into the wisdom of your soul to build the trust to create what you do now. Yeah, you know, I as I hear you speak, like um I'm I'm thinking about you know, just that whole hard work equals success, right? Which is one of the major money blocks that I teach in my prosperity course that we break. And and I think the reason that we're here together, like why are we having this conversation to 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 share this love with the audience? And and for me, I know what it comes down to is is in my body and my soul, what I know to be true is that we are in the middle of a major paradigm shift, a collective shift as women in the way that we show up and we get to redefine what success and wealth and leadership look like. Because for so long, many of us were, that was all we were taught. And and be, because as purpose-driven, ambitious women, we could do that. We we did the thing. We became the lawyer, the doctor, the, the engineer, the high-level exec, whatever it was. But then the question is, but what what is it? What did it cost you? And that's kind of where the soul piece comes in is that it when we're out of alignment with what we really came here to do. So I'm speaking in terms of my belief that 
that we we're energetic beings. We're multidimensional beings. We have a soul. We have a spirit. This we have this physical body, but we're multidimensional. What did our soul come here to do? What's the theme of life? What did we come here to learn? What did we come here to embody? And so I know that for me, that personally, a lot of what I came here to learn in this and this is my belief and my experience based on a lot of 17 years of, of personal work and also being a healer is through past lives coming here to one surrender and trust, but also to heal my relationship with the feminine, which I started out completely opposite, right? Military engineer, very masculine. You can't probably get more masculine than being on a ship as a 18 year old girl and being the only woman on a ship sailing around the world for 300 days. And they are the only woman that you see. We're talking people that have been in prison are working on the ship. It is extremely like all levels of masculine in that environment. And you are not in society. And that was my experience. So on a soul level, I, I don't want to say that everybody has to do this, but in my experience, I had a couple of breakdowns and I find that people have a breakdown in their marriage, their health, or in money. Those are the three big areas that serves as a wake-up call. So for me, it was a health crisis in 2006. But the interesting thing was, is that, that the health crisis, it was a wake-up call. And I, and I, from that point on, became a holistic health coach, studied functional medicine, detoxification, herbal medicine. And then guess what? I had a second health crisis in 2014. And I had the belief that food could heal everything because when you are that type of person who's overworking and you're a high performer, you think you're in control of things. And then you get, I got the results. Like I healed temporarily, I guess, autoimmunity through food. And then I had a second health crisis both health crises were stress related and there was no reason for it. It was really this inner peace of like, am I enough or am I only what I do? Or is just me not overgiving enough? And so that second health crisis was the expansion of sort of the next level, I guess, soul upgrade, you could call it. I took a year off, homeschool, traveled with my kids did yoga teacher training in Nicaragua, um, really dove deep into energy healing, reprogramming the subconscious, breathwork facilitation, and meditation teacher. I became a, a student and a teacher of all of those things. And that's when I really realized that we were multidimensional beings. And when we really slow down enough, we, we began to see that we're the co-creators of our life. And so whatever we believe or what we're, or even what we were, we are resisting that we're meant to work on, on a soul level is going to keep showing up until we're willing to lean into it. And that what we, we get to decide in that moment, that decision creates the momentum on our path to either continue evolving towards, you know, the evolution of really embodying the soul truth in this physical body, or we can go the easy way and maybe ignore those challenging things that happen we can do that too you really do get to choose and for me my personal journey has been one of just like okay 
that didn't feel good. What is this here to teach me? What can I learn? And how can I create my next step on the path of who I want to become versus who I've been? So the past is there. I see it. This didn't work. That gives me clarity. That didn't work. Now, in this moment, who do I want to become? And what am I going to choose to believe and embody to embody that person that I want to become? I love your story. And there are many similarities to my path and even Jessica's path. And as you mentioned, uh, we all get to the point that there is a breakdown. In my case, it was relationship. In your case, health. And we have a choice, as you mentioned. But I believe there's so much ignoring we can do until we really hit the body. At some point, it's going to catch up. And sometimes it's our health, our relationship. And that's the wake-up call. And again, we have a choice. We can ask the question that you mentioned. What is this experience is telling me? What? Because I believe, like you were mentioning, everything happens to teach us. And if we choose to learn from it, we can evolve from it and move to the next level and again. And also what I love that you mentioned, that is we're multidimensional. And I always say that you can eat all the organic you want, all the health food you want. But if you are ignoring other aspects of yourself, your soul, your consciousness, how we are multifaceted, and you don't feed them all, then it's going to show up one way or another in your life. And what I would love you to talk about, how do you bring five elements mm -hmm. to your healing, to your own healing, and then teaching that to others? Yeah. And so I want to just say, you know, when you said... You said something around just kind of the awareness piece about you mm -hmm. can eat as healthy as you want. And, and one of the muscles that we that we access that we have naturally is to our intuition. And it's a muscle that we get to practice heavily built on trust. And in those two moments where I had those health crises, there was a very clear audience message speaking to me. And so the second health crisis, that's exactly what that boy said is you can eat as healthy as you want, but if you don't heal your connection to your spirit, it doesn't matter. And I was like, okay, all right, I hear you. And I made the changes. So the piece that I'm moving into the fifth element of wealth. So the five elements, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, the two health crises that I've shared already moved me through those four pieces, right? The health crisis was a physical breakdown. The second health crisis was a reconnection with my spirit. It was really the invitation to heal a lot of my emotional wounding from childhood around mom and dad, which we all have, which are really reflections of our relationship to the divine masculine and feminine within each of us. And I had been living a very masculine life and ignoring all of my feminine qualities, creativity, intuition, nurturing even, all of those qualities. So the fifth one is the financial piece. And again, I thought I had done all the work. I was like, I got this, like, I got it all figured out, had a thriving health, health had a thriving coaching business at this time. In 2018, I was 
health and life coaching and doing some energy work. And um, I was invited into a business partnership and that business partnership ended up failing and ended up being an extremely painful experience that felt like betrayal. Now, when we have an experience of betrayal, for some people, this happens in, in divorce. I, what's underneath it is this realization of like self-betrayal. Like, how did I betray my truth myself? And what I learned about myself is that number one, it was easier for me to believe in others than to believe in myself. So I believed that a partnership was necessary. Number two, I wasn't listening to my intuition. I was trusting another person more than myself. And number three was this really deep invitation of like owning my inner worth and realizing, and this is important, it's like, what energy are we entering a relationship with? And what I didn't know at the time is that I was entering this relationship from a place of wanting to be seen by a beautiful, intelligent woman. And because I didn't have that from my mom. So I entered this relationship feeling special that I was asked to do this. And then it ended up in a breakup and a huge financial loss, a loss of confidence, uh, me almost walking away from my coaching business. And then being in the mindset of scarcity for the first time ever, which I am was not born into a mindset of scarcity. I, I have a very natural sort of abundant mindset and the belief that everything is possible. So I went through this experience to realize that I had a, a little bit of a breakdown in my relationship with finances. I never really had a relationship with money. I saw the stress that it created for my parents as a child. And so as long as there was enough, I wasn't going to look at it. Then when it wasn't there, after having 10 years of a, a thriving coaching business, all of a sudden it's not there. I'm about to walk away from coaching and just totally leave everything. I started to realize, well, no, this money is an energy. Energy loves clarity. It's an amplifier. It allows us to amplify our voice and values into the world. So when I'm resourced mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and financially, when I'm resourced, I can give from a place of overflowing. But if I'm not supported, if I'm not receiving, if I'm not allowing myself to be supported in all of those ways, I don't have the choice or the freedom to do what I know my soul came here to do. And I started to realize that money was an energy. It's a resource that allows us to amplify our voice, just like we're doing on this, this podcast, right? It's not, there's nothing free about a podcast. I, I've had one for four years, like time and money are going into that. But we get to have this conversation and share with the listeners to serve the community that's listening in. In, so that whoever's ready to receive this can shift something in their life. So to answer your question, the third breakdown that I experienced through a broken business partnership was a financial breakdown, which then allowed me to, I mean, it takes time when we, when we enter these relationships, we don't just heal overnight. 
what I, what came from that, just like the rebirth of my near-death experience birthed me into integrative holistic health coaching, the rebirth of the second health crisis was into energy healing and uh, breath work and yoga, emotional work and spiritual support. The third crisis, which was financial, invited me into this relationship with money and birthed a course that I created, which is called Prosperity. And as I said, I really believe that we're in a time where women like us who are in service, and I'm speaking on this specifically because I support women, when we are resourced, we get back in different ways. Because money is an amplifier, whoever we are, whatever we care about, it gets amplified out into the world. We we give we invest in other women. We invest in our children. We invest in health and in, in in things that that are contributing to the collective consciousness of the world. And so I began to realize that that's why it's important for us to be resourced in that fifth element of well-being, which is financial freedom. <laughs> There's so much I'd love. There's so much juiciness there. I would love to tap into all of it. <laughs> the... Um... The word energy keeps pop up, pop up, pop up because it's so key and it's so essential to embodiment, to money, to soul. And and so before I ask you a question about energy, I just want to highlight something you shared that I think is really poignant, that the more we are resourced, which to me is also the more we receive the more we are in overflow and abundance is overflow it is you can't have overflow without abundance and abundance without overflow because they have that's the same energy right and i have to highlight because i know you also share a connection to mary magdalene that one of the things that she taught is that love is the key in the way and that we are in overflow. The love is in overflow, that it starts with the self and then it overflows effortlessly to others, to life, to everything. And so it comes back to the self. It originates in the self, our relationship, our energetic resonance with love or abundance and our capacity to tune into what we already are. So with that being said, I'd love to hear your take on, you mentioned abundance as energy, but to really help the listener understand more about that connection, particularly as it relates to an energy that we access or hold or embody. I would say, let's just start with Mother Earth, right? Like there's the spring that comes up from beneath the earth that just keeps bubbling. There's the trees and plants out in the middle of nowhere that don't need, um, you know, the miracle grow or whatever it's called or us to water them. It has the oxygen, it has the sunlight, it has all the resources that it needs to grow and thrive. And so I believe, and I know to be true, that we live in a planet, on a planet that is naturally resourceful. Things are 
naturally growing and thriving, why would we be any different? And so feeling and knowing that energy and that belief, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it looks the same for everybody because it doesn't, because we all have our own journey. We all have our idea of what it means to be resourced and abundant. And this conversation is around the belief that we, that, that they all, that it's multidimensional. It, it does matter what food you nourish yourself with. There's an energetic frequency to everything that you put in your mouth. Not only that, but your state of being when you receive those nutrients matters because if you're in fight or flight, your body does not assimilate the nutrients and create energy because it's in survival mode. So all of it does matter. And I live and speak in from a place of everything is energy. That was naturally easy for me, having been an engineer, having even studied electrical engineering, because you can't see it, but you see the results. And so that is where my former education kind of translated over to what I now know to be true is that everything has a frequency, a vibration, our thoughts, our words, our emotions, money, food, love, everything has a vibration. And the reason that the self-love, the inner work, I, I think of us being that spring from the earth, naturally bubbling up, providing water, life, to whatever it is around us that we can tap into. What's happening in today's world is, and I'm speaking, I mean, this applies to men and women, I'm, I'm speaking to women here, is that we make ourselves so important by how busy we are. <laughs> we're so important because we're so busy, we're so overwhelmed, we're taking care of everybody else, we're doing this and that it's kind of like when you overwater your plant and you kill it it's like really tapping into the sim simplify to amplify quality over quantity and aligning your life to your values and recognizing that everything around you can be a resource for you should you allow yourself to receive what is available for you to receive. The busyness is the best distraction, the best block to receiving. If we're too busy helping everybody out, fixing everything, there's no room to quiet and receive. And that is the biggest block that I specifically see in the women that I serve, which are ambitious, purpose-driven women, is how safe and comfortable it is for them to be, you know, quote, like badass women, hustle, culture, whatever you want to call it, breadwinners, moms, doing the whole thing. It's like a badge of honor. And then they are unhappy, unfulfilled, resentful uh, with themselves or not sleeping well, their health is out of alignment, their marriage is failing, and it looks good on the outside, 
but it doesn't feel good on the inside. So prosperity and this idea of being resourced, it 100% comes from the inside out, just as you shared. And yes, I do love Mary Magdalene. She's been in my immediate life knowingly for almost 10 years. And she really represents the divine feminine for us. And so a lot of these qualities, these energies that we're talking about realigning to are a lot of those feminine energies, the creativity, the nurturing, the receiving, uh, creativity, birthing, right? Receiving. When you think about intimacy and relationships, if you think about the physical bodies, the woman is a receiver in that you know, in that uh, situation. So those energies of receiving and creativity and intuition and nurturing are very feminine qualities that we're being invited to reconnect with and to know and trust, which prosperity is the embodiment of trust, that everything that we know to be true, the abundance that can be true is there and available when we align to our natural state of being in these qualities. Yep. Thank you for going deeper into that. And I agree that some of us wear the badge of honor, uh, the busier we are, but uh, the end, we want to be busy because if we pause and do nothing, then we have to feel and we don't want to feel. Right, that's part of it, the uncomfortable feeling of not being busy enough that now I have a chance to notice how am I feeling and I don't know what to do with that. And that is something that I see often. Um, we overdo even traveling. We overdo everything because if we just pause and be, and allow ourselves to do nothing, then what? Then we have to feel. And then everything that show, shows up is something that we don't know how to really deal with it. Another thing that I would love you to just talk about a little bit more is although we all are have a potential to be prosperous, to, as you mentioned, be a part of the nature. Just, but why is it so hard for us to receive? Because I see that even in love so often with clients that they won't even recognize love because they're not open to receive because we are so busy defending ourselves that we no longer are receivers. And mm -hmm. When it comes to prosperity, is the same story. Uh, we are not energetically open to receive as much as we wanted. And I wonder, what do you see is the cause of all this? Uh, yeah, it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable to receive. You know, for a lot of us, um, our our extreme independence, however you want to label that, is likely a survivor strategy, maybe even a trauma response. And it's created this masked illusion that we have control and it's created wonderful results on the outside, right? Like 
uh, you have the great job or you have the great kids, or maybe you're the one that has the great marriage, but it's, if it's coming from an unhealthy place, it's not still all together. And we just keep pushing out outward. And the idea of receiving and allowing is we give up that illusion of control and we it's vulnerable to say that i mean even if we can do it on our own we don't have to it's vulnerable to be seen vulnerable and when we open up to receive when we truly step in that energy of receiving receiving is letting people in that's the co-creation of it it's saying i trust you or this relationship I'm opening up to receive just the whole energy of it, the opening to receive. It's very, it's vulnerable. And for the women that I serve, they don't like vulnerability. But the thing is, is that what's on the other side of vulnerability is freedom. Yeah, it is your fear or love, right? You cannot have both. The moment we protect, we go against connection and receiving. And, uh, and and I know that you also work in repatterning subconscious belief. And so these are deep-rooted, limited belief um, that shows up, that even believing that we are not worth unconsciously, worth what we're dreaming about and what we want, either the love we want, the money that we want, deep down inside, we are not aligned with what we want because we can say it all we want, but energetically, if you're not aligned to it, whatever we're experiencing right now is what we agree with, like it or not, then we have to go deeper to find the root cause of why is it that I am not open to receiving what I'm really seeking. And that's the deeper work that we all need to do. That's right. It it really is. It really does go beyond the mindset, mm-hmm. goes beyond the affirmations. Um, in you know, I speak from a place of body and soul wisdom, and I um I think of us in you know we have an energy body, we have a mental body, emotional body, and when we get to the physical body, anything that we're experiencing on the physical body that's manifested there any discomfort or pain it's very deeply rooted at that point in time because it's come through all the different layers and you know that's we have the mindset and then we also have the heart and even when i shared in my my breakdown in the financial i i entered that relationship from my a wounded heart like not knowingly just a place of seeking something but that hadn't been healed yet is, you know, so, and because of that, I was given the opportunity to heal that and to learn to trust and believe in myself. And it was so painful and it was a huge financial loss and betrayal and the whole thing. And my soul gave me the opportunity, like just kind of felt like I got hit by a train almost, but, and I learned to see that deeper part of myself. So when I, even when I talk about receiving and vulnerability, it comes also down to intimacy. And I, 
I'm talking about intimacy and relationships, but the into me I see, the into me I see, and really being willing to look within and navigate those ego blocks and those protective mechanisms, those survivor strategies that look really glamorous on the outside and just get really clear about like, how am I really showing up in my life? If this, if this doesn't feel good and this is uncomfortable, what am I ready to shift to move forward? And so it, it's, it is really that deep level of willingness to look within that intimacy, that receiving, that vulnerability. And all of that requires trust on the deepest level, on a level that you will be invited to grow into. I'm talking about trust that is there when the results aren't. I'm talking about that last 1% because it's really easy for us to trust when we're being validated. When, you know, the we get signs uh, in the universe or God, whatever your, whatever the belief is when, you know, we, if I do that, if I eat this, then I lose this amount of weight. If I do this, then I fix this. That's easy trust. I'm talking about that digging really deep to that layer of trust where you have this knowing inside of you, but it's not showing up yet, but you know, you know, that's the path you're meant to move forward on. And if you don't know that, then I would invite you to give yourself the space for stillness to reconnect with that. As long as we're too busy, not giving ourselves that space to go within, we're just going to keep, you know, spinning in circles, <laughs> doing the same thing, same pattern show up. It takes the willingness to create the space. And hopefully you'll do it before the breakdown, before the financial health or marriage breakdown. And that's what we're here to share about is inviting you to notice the places in your life that feel uncomfortable that you hear and you know your intuition is saying this is what's ready to move forward on and leaning into that trust, trusting yourself and knowing that if you believe that you made a bad choice, all that did was give you clarity about what doesn't work. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you a failure. It's just clarity around what didn't work. And now you get to move forward and choose something else. So when I talk about prosperity, it really is, you know, we talked about fear and love, the frequency, and if anybody's familiar with the David Hawkins scale, that there's frequencies of emotion. That trust piece is really that vibrational match of connecting with that inner wisdom and just knowing, not thinking, not even feeling, but knowing in your body, knowing, connecting. So for human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So for me, I lead by sacral authority. So I know that my trust energetically is below my belly button in the sacral. And that in order to connect with that, I have to give myself permission. I choose to give myself permission to create space and stillness within while also taking ownership of my external experiences. So only allowing, you know, mutually 
healthy relationships, nourishing myself with healthy food, choosing to live in alignment, like doing all those, the things externally embodying them. So it's not a thing to do, but just living in integrity with what the values are and then giving myself permission to just check in, like allow the body's wisdom to speak and listen and then move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you talk about trust, what I really hear is, is it's not about what you often hear in social media of trusting another person or trusting something outside of you, but it's really soul level trust that I hear you talking about embodying that on a really deep level. And what I see from my perspective is that because so much of what I do is really around deeply rooted beliefs that women hold that keep us from our power and sovereignty. And women have been told for millennia not to trust ourselves. And so we have been told for millennia that it is dangerous to trust ourselves. We've also been told for millennia that we exist for the benefit of others. And therefore our value is in giving, not receiving. And so, so much of what you're talking about with wealth is related <laughs> to women actually claiming, no, I get to trust myself. I get to receive because my value is not in what I give. My value is in who I am, which goes back to one of the first things you shared, I am enough. And that core belief that so many on this planet, men and women hold, if I am not enough, and to really begin to tap into the frequency of the divine and the soul to shift that, to create the prosperity is what I hear you saying. And I have to tie this back. Um, and I know we'll wrap up shortly, but I have to tie this back to the earth and the springs that flow effortlessly because they do and there are so many stories in mythology and in history where the spring started to dry up when the women were raped. Mm. And as soon as the men came in and began to rape the women, the springs dried up. And this is a direct correlation to the new paradigm we are reclaiming of that did happen. And that has been the paradigm for 5,000 years and which men were taking from women and women were only to give and as we create a new paradigm starting with ourselves the earth's rivers can begin to flow abundantly as her women as her children we're all birthed of her begin to reclaim our own worth and i see that as such a perfect representation of what's really happening on a much bigger scale than just us as humans, but as the collective shifting into what is our natural divine inheritance, not the paradigm of struggle and effort and lack. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you just totally downloaded that wisdom nugget of wisdom that was i'm like yes wow <laughs> well i feel that like that's the embodiment piece right is like right as you're speaking i was allowing myself to soften and receive the words that you said 
because it felt true for me. And I felt like you just heard this download and I'm like, yes, I'm receiving you go like, I'm go ahead, girl, keep going. That was <laughs> amazing. I don't need, that was awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really wrap it all up in a beautiful bundle of wisdom. And thank you, Jen, for being here with us. It was very joyful to have you here. And thank you for sharing your wisdom. And thank you for what you're doing. And we totally need more of you. And we can all share and use the wisdom that is shared here. And I'm grateful for you spending this time with us. It's been such a deep, soulful conversation. And I want to make sure, too, that our listeners know where to find you. And if you also have anything you'd like to leave the listener with that they can use to start to embody this. Absolutely. First, I just want to say thank you. I am receiving. And it was such a pleasure and a joy to share the space with the two of you as well and to connect with your audience and so, yes, you can find me on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Jen Mons, so J-E-N dot M-O-N-S or jenmons.com. Um, Body and Soul Wisdom Podcast, I've had it for four years, conscious conversations around the five elements of well-being, some meditations on there. There's a 10-week prosperity experience around episodes, I think one maybe 145 to 155. And um, I have a journal that's published called 13 Moons on Amazon, which is really the invitation to step into 13 moons. There's 13 moons in a year. So it's 365 days of journaling. And I don't have it with me in this moment because I just gave away my last one this morning. But it's really this idea of how can we step into a cyclical and feminine flow in life. And so each month I take you through uh, creating awareness and, and facilitating gentle healing in different relationships to your life. So food, money, love, nutrition, creating sacred space, time, energy, and just really diving deeper into maybe the places in your life that you haven't really been leaning into. And, and so it's there's journal prompts for you there. And the invitation to live as women in a more cyclical flow versus this overwhelms structure of time that we've created already that we're all trying to live up to. Um, and then lastly, I do have a gift for the listeners. We'll, we'll share the, sh the link in the show notes. I have a prosperity roadmap bundle that I'd love to gift. And within that experience, there is... Uh, an ebook that talks about the seven money saboteurs um, and the six major money blocks, hard work equals success. Uh, money isn't spiritual, money's evil, shame around debt, uh, beliefs about wealthy people, and then just money not aligning with our inner belief system. And then also dives into what prosperity consciousness is. So this bundle, although it is for it is something that can be purchased on my website. I'd love to just gift to your listeners so that they can start to create awareness around what their money origin story is, what their blocks to receiving are, and maybe identify some of the 
behaviors or patterns, the saboteurs, I like to call them, people pleasing, the martyr, the fixer, the saver, the tyrant that show up. Because what we notice is it's blocking our relationship to money. It's also probably showing up somewhere else in our life. So I'd love to gift gift that to your listeners so that they can start to open up to receiving and explore their relationship to prosperity, to receiving, to money, to intimacy, to living well. So beautiful. Such a beautiful gift. I'm sure the readers are going to tap that link in the show notes and grab that so they can begin to receive such a wonderful, soulful offering. Yeah. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much for everything that you've brought to our listeners. And we'd love to hear your comments. Let us know if you have any questions, reach out to Jen and thanks for being here. Thank you.